Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. What the f*** is going on? I like to party. Jesus, honey, wax much? From Podcast One, this is Unwaxed. Get in, Lizzie, we're going shopping. With Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Hello, everybody. I swear this intro does not get boring for me. It's really fun to lip sync to. It is. Yeah. We just look at each other the entire time we're in it. We've listened to it probably a hundred times, and so it doesn't get old. Doesn't get old. Welcome back. If you guys are still here, thank you. If you're leaving, you're missing out. But (laughs) I wanted to get into today because we have a really, really fun episode. We have two amazing bachelor contestants probably our personal favorites on the show yeah we have mike johnson and demi demi brunette brunette Mm -hmm. yeah and they are super cool it's gonna be totally different episodes we have mike talking about his book we have demi probably we're gonna talk about confidence we're gonna talk about dating we'll see actually i'm not really sure what to expect from her because she's pretty out there fun girl so no it's it's very exciting we thought we'd kick off this episode with a little wax and wane action. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to get at it? <laughs> I feel like I actually don't have a high of my week. I just have two lows of my week. Oh, um, shit. Well, okay. Sophia and I have been talking a lot about TikTok, and I know we discussed TikTok with our producer, Will. And Will, are you on TikTok, by the way? I'm not on TikTok. Good. I still don't really get it, and it's the thing that is now really setting me apart as an older person. I was going to say, what age are you too old to be on TikTok? Oh, I don't know, because there's a lot of celebrities on TikTok, yeah. and they do it well. And they're, they're Yeah, 40s. but they're getting paid. So imagine if you're just not getting paid. You're just on the app for enjoyment. 35. Oh, so I'm good. Oh, you're great. Oh, okay. TikTok so is made good. for you guys. But right? no, I'm 24, <laughs> and <you>. I feel <laughs> I hate that I'm on it, but I love it. No, no, no. I was saying to Sistine the other night that I feel like I'm getting way too addicted to this thing, because I'll be on it for an hour and not even really realize it before bed and then I can't fall asleep because I was on my phone too often yeah and there's also like the my favorite part about TikTok is all of the stupid trends they're not stupid because I, I love them they're not stupid I love these I was about to say <sighs> dumb trends but but no because Sistine fully immerses herself yeah. into these okay, trends okay you know the new well maybe I don't know when we release this it won't be a new trend anymore but there's a new WAP trend to that song and everyone's doing that <laughs> dance. Do you know what I'm talking about? Can I also well? say that that is like, isn't that an offensive term for Italian people? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Oh, and why has anyone brought that up? I'm just, I don't know. Oh, interesting. What does that even mean, though? It's like, I don't think anybody really is offended by it, but that was like an old like 1920s thing. I think. Well, I might be offended by it. I'm a little <laughs> bit We're Italian. a little Italian. Little so bit. there's this WAP dance that everyone's doing. Where I don't even know why it's on TikTok. It is very X-rated. There are children on this app. But basically, you twerk, you do the splits, you do the whole thing. And if I could show you guys my body, I'm showing the camera, I'm covered in bruises. Bruises. Bruises from this dumb dance. She's been practicing this dance, folks, for three days straight. But you know what's annoying that I've seen when people do this dance is that they are so good at it. Yeah, they're like, really they good. they are so, these 17, 18-year-olds are dropping it low, hitting the splits, twerking in the split. It's ridiculous. And I thought... Why has no one put out a bad version of this dance? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, should I? People that, <laughs> Sistine, you can't touch your toes, but that doesn't mean you can't do the splits or try to. Yeah. No, I can't touch my toes. You know what? 
if this video gets only five likes, I'll do it. You don't have to twist my arm. We're just going for five likes. Can I you tell you another trend that I've been obsessed with? What? It's the, the uh, it's actually, that's what it's called. It's the blank for me trend. What is, oh. you know, when people, so basically people will say to, let's just say if I said Sistine, it's the long limbs for me. And so it's supposed to be a roast. Yeah. So basically you say what ticks you off about the other person, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Should we do it? Should we do it? Oh, shit. <laughs> Okay. I'm kind of nervous. Wait, wait, okay. Uh, wait, wait. I have an idea. Okay. Well, we yes. are going to do it to each other. We just decide this. Okay. You are going to decide who did it better or who roasted the other one better. We're going to we do about fi- to fight. I think is it, we should. Yeah. Is there like a scoring system or is yeah. it just a win or lose? Just Pass a win or lose. You're going to hear our roasts. Okay. Just say who got the better the cut- roast. roast. Yeah. Who exactly. got served the most? Exactly. Yeah. We're, I think we just do five each. Sophia, do you want to start? I don't even know what I'm going to say. You start. All right. It's the big feet for me. It's the hoe hoops for me. It's the over-dyed hair for me. It's the long witch nails for me. It's the sneezes that sound like rocket chips taking off for me. Literally every time. It's the migraines for me. (laughs) It's the wearing crop tops meant for toddlers for me. It's the singing for me. It's the befriending all your exes for me. It's the playing games for me. <laughs> because I win all those games, bitch. I want to keep going. I know she... <laughs> I'm not that not like he did. <laughs> Should we just keep going? Uh, you're scaring me. I know one. Oh. It's the studying how to play football so you can act like one of the boys for me. I actually like football, first of all. <laughs> it's the mean comments followed by, it's just a joke for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pretty hair for me <laughs> it's the sexy body for me it's the good smile for me it's the big heart for me it's the nice boobs for me it's the long legs for me all right okay. i think we're good <laughs> to a compliment. Well, now i have to say now it's like you both win because it got nice oh yeah. i can make it mean but if we wanted to go back to mean yeah I do think that Sophia's was a little more savage. Also, you said she had long witch nails and she does not currently have long nails. I know! I don't. They're actually pretty It's the nail biting for me. I actually am very healthy. I take a lot of collagen and biotin. It's the nail biting for me. I don't nail bite. I just click my... Oh my God, that was so much fun. I want to go harder though. Mm, I don't want to go harder. Okay, fine. (laughs) I, I hope you guys tried this challenge with your friends. Record it. See their reactions because it's definitely going to be um, either World War Three or something you guys can laugh about. All right. Well, I think this is a good time to just go right into the episode. We're going to bring on Demi Burnett, who is probably the most savage contestant I've ever seen on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. We are so excited. We're going to talk about confidence, her experience on it. We're going to get a little juicy. Hopefully she'll give us some, some tea. First, we are going to talk to Mike Johnson. Sophia and I love to have a good time, and although we love our tequila, the consequences the following day always makes us reconsider our love for them. I think we can all agree on one thing. Hangovers are the worst. Not only are you sluggish, anxious, and nauseous, your entire day is thrown off. Until we met our saving grace, CBD Talks. This zero-THC product not only reduces those brain fogs and pain, it can help you feel calmer, relieves nausea, and helps your body get rid of toxins. By only taking one to two capsules, 
This product has all natural antioxidants, electrolytes, and the detox agents to help you feel better and help your body recover faster. So we have a special 20% off discount for you. Yes, Unwax listeners, go to shop.getcbdtalks.com. That's shop.getcbdtalks, that's C-B-D-T-O-X.com, and use code UNWAXED at checkout. They offer a 30 money back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose by trying it out. Again, go to shop.getcbdtalks.com and use code UNWAXED for 20% off. You can also find them on Instagram at CBDTalksRemedy. Let us know what you think. All right, this handsome 32-year-old may be big in height, but also in his heart. You may recognize him from Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelor, but he will soon be known as best-selling author we have Mike Johnson. There we go. There we go. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. We actually just wanted to jump right in and talk about your book because we were stoked to even hear that you had one coming out. It's October 2nd, right? Yes, World Smile Day, October 2nd. Amazing. I love that. So it's called Making the Love You Want. And basically, we're taking a quote out. It's the guide to leveling up our lives from the inside out through the practice of self-love. So, you know, tell us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about what inspired you to write this book. Well, can I I ask you guys a question in regards to that? Sure. Making the love you want. What do you think when you hear that? I think about personally your self-love. I do think about when you love yourself, everything else falls into place around you with your relationships, your family, your friends, um, work. Hmm. Definitely so. <laughs> you really put put us on the spot here. Now that I I'm thinking, to. I mean, it's, <laughs> no, it's good. Now I'm really reflecting right now. I think making the love I want is I'm basically putting out what I want for myself. So love if that. I attract, you know, a negative person knowing that they won't better my life in any way, then that's the love I'm going to give, receive. So, yeah, I think you put out what you get in. I love that. Both of the, both of you guys are right. Like, So this book isn't about relationships in the sense of if, I, if one of y'all were to date somebody, right? It's about all relationships within your life, whether it's a, a personal relationship, whether it's a working relationship, whether it's uh, within yourself and how to grow within self so therefore you could be better and reflect that upon other people. Right. right. I believe that self-love literally starts within us. It's for your guys' podcast, right? For y'all to be the number one podcast in the game, you have to believe in yourself and love yourself enough to know that you can make it happen. You know? Totally. And right. so that's what self-love is all about. It starts within self. And my God, my book is actually a guide on how to obtain that, how to obtain what the two of you have, how to obtain what I have. But then also I want people to know that just because someone may have it doesn't mean that they always have it. This is a journey that we all stumble upon, right, you know, right. and so it's what? something that I personally use so that I can go back and forth on when I stumble. Right. And I you know, I actually also noticed in the book, you do make it a, a point to take action with everything. So you know that when you want to gain self-love, it's not just reading something and then trying it out in the world. You actually have to put action into it. And I really appreciated that you made people in your book take a look in the mirror, read some mantras, and really put this into their day-to-day life. I mean, what made you get to that point or decide to put that in your book? Um, did you I, went use that? A, I didn't hear you. What was so the last did part? you use that as well? Like, did you use all these things that you put in your book with the actions and doing it day to day? No, no, definitely. I cre- I created them based off of the one of the biggest depressions that I've been through personally in my life. And so these are things that I've done 
in order to in order to be at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm nowhere near where I will be. But I remember the first time I got out of my depression, uh, I was around people and I had to leave the room and I almost threw up because I was just I wow. hyperventilated because I wasn't around people for about 11 months, you know. And so right. in that month process, these are the, the, the guidelines within my book are the exact things that I've done mm-hmm. um, to help me get to where I am at. Right. And this book isn't about me solely, solely. It is. I do have things in the book that I talk about that I still have to have a conversation with my mom, you know. Right. She's not going to be uh, the happiest, <laughs> but she's going to love me no matter what. Because I talk about some of the crazy, stupid, illegal things that I've done in life. Yeah. Uh, sort of piggybacking. <laughs> sort of, well, we'll get into your family because I want to ask all about, about, you know, your mom <laughs> and growing up in a woman household because we love that. We have all women in our household, too. But sort of going off of you were just talking about how you had a difficult period in your life that you're still, am I correct, still sort of going through or coming, overcoming? No, I'm good now. You're good now. Okay, so in the book, you were very honest about, you know, you got into fights a lot. You would, you know, go to fast food restaurants and throw a package of ketchup, you said, and taunt people to fight you. So during this period in your life, was there a moment where you sort of just wanted was there a switch that sort of went off in your brain that you said, this is no longer what I want to do? What was that moment like? Yeah, so I went through what's called a disassociative disorder. I, I was diagnosed with having dissociative disorder, which basically means that uh, it happens a lot with people with trauma that have gone through severe trauma. And literally the only day I snapped out of it one day, I was watching like some music video on MTV or whatever. And I learned in that very moment when I snapped out that, for me personally, if I'm not progressing in life, if I'm not doing the best that I know how to be, which is the best Mike Johnson there is, the best version, then I will get into a depressed state of mind. Um, I knew that I was being a follower, and that's for damn sure is not what I am. Um, and so that is one reason why I got into that state of mind. And it was just more like stop being a victim, you know? Right. I had. I had to, and I hate to say it so bluntly, I put it more eloquently in my book, but I had to stop being a victim. Mm-hmm. I had to be vulnerable. Uh, I think that vulnerability creates bridges, you know, and allows us to have a connection with other people. Brene Bailey, uh, Brene, Brene Brown, my apologies. Right. And for me, it was just more like, I would say it in more gangster terminology. The only easy day was yesterday, and I had to stop being a little bitch, quite honestly. <laughs> I love that you overcame that victim mentality because I sometimes find myself throwing a pity party and, and, you know, so that's really cool. Yeah, sometimes it's good. And I really (laughs) admire when you said you're much more vulnerable in the book, and that is a huge strength to have. I mean, being vulnerable and exposing yourself and really talking about all the harder times in life, it does bring back memories, even if you're doing it for everybody else to really gain something yeah. from it it does take a lot of strength and patience and kindness with yourself what was probably oh, the man. hardest yeah I, I gave you a lot of credit to that what was probably <laughs> one of the hardest things about going back to that time and thinking about it? because right now I can see you're a very confident guy or the way you come off is very confident you're always smiling and you're really kind to everybody around you so when you had to write those darker times in the book what was how how was it getting back to that mindset did you ever feel a little bit more down when you were doing it or was it pretty easy to be just naturally open about everything that happened? No, it, it damn sure wasn't easy. I'm not going to lie about it. Never will I lie about that. Right. Um, I call it um, emotional homework. That's how I call it. Because mm-hmm. I was, mm-hmm. 
you know, after I wrote the book, I sent it off to my editor. My editor is like, no, I need you to go deeper, right? Wow. And I'm like, damn, I'm, I, you know, I'm going pretty deep. And she's like, no, I need you to go deeper, Mike. And so for me, it was the way I did it was get a bottle of wine. I just talk audio. And then, you know, from there, I transcribe it. And then I write it out. Mm-hmm. It was, it's therapy. Yeah. Truly therapy. Because when you're by yourself, you don't, at that very moment, you don't think that the world is going to read it. This is for you. I encourage everyone to do it, actually. It's, I mean, speaking about the book, it's one of the exercises in the book. I encourage everyone to write down what their definition of self-love is themselves, right? Definitely. And so for me, it was my, it was therapy for me. It was, I'm not going to say scary, but it was, it's like, damn, I'm really about to say this. Yeah, it's I'm like really the journal to, to your heart. You're really exposing 100% mm-hmm. of who you are. And I really loved reading about your family and your mom and your grandma. You talked so much about them, and I loved reading about it. So you were raised by all women, correct? Yes. So I love that. But how was having to be the male figure of the family? Was that a lot of pressure for you? Uh, no, pressure pressure isn't too hard. It was more so I learned at an early age that I'm never going to win an argument against a woman. (laughs) <laughs> that, that's for damn sure absolutely <laughs> you can't you can tell my dad doesn't get one word in the house at all at all times yeah, I, I learned that at an early age <laughs> but as far as like being the man of the house i had to so me we me and my sister would do chores she would do chores for one week i would do chores for another week and i swear my mom was harder on me probably because i'm the oldest and the male of the house and so i did all the quote-unquote man chores which is like mm-hmm. going on a roof cutting down trees, you know, doing things of that nature. But then I also did the quote unquote old school female chores of like washing the dishes, uh, you know, cleaning the bathroom. Mm -hmm. But then also I worked two jobs always up until I went to the military and I was trying to bring home some money as well. And it it wasn't hard. It was more so like teaching me about life, how to be an independent man. I talked in my book that when I moved out, my mom didn't talk to me for three months. And my whole thing was, mom, that's your fault. You taught me how to, you know, how to grind. I got to ask. She didn't talk to you for three months because you're her baby and she just wanted you home? Yeah, my mom be tripping sometimes. I love oh, it. Right. We're, we're in the same predicament, my friends. <laughs> oh, my God. Her mom is suffocating. Let's call the parents out. Like, y'all, y'all did a great job, so allow us to thrive. Exactly. Let us go. Let us fly. On a lighter note with your mom and being raised with your sister, um, was there ever a time that you had to bring a girl home that you were into and you're introducing the family how was that experience? Because I know for us on our end, when we bring a guy home with like all girl household and my dad, it gets kind of chaotic. If one person in the family doesn't like the guy, then no one, we're never going to see yeah, this guy they, again. Are they <laughs> harsh critics? Wait, wait, hold up. Is your siblings, are y'all all just girls? So it's the three sisters and I, um, or two sisters and I, and then my mom and we have a, our dad. Female dogs. But it, even our dogs, our, ca- our cats. Are oh my God. Oh, I feel is... bad for your cat. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, he feels bad oh. for himself. He's he's throwing a pity party for himself every day, let me tell you. The, oh my God. Prayers to him. Oh, but... Yeah. <laughs> but how was that experience? Yeah, what's it like to bring women home to all girl households? When household? you're like, about to go on a date. Uh, no, so my mom, she cool now. Like, I'm a girl. I hate to say it like this, but I'm a grown ass man now, so she can't really <laughs> say anything about it, you know. Yeah, uh, but when I was, with that being said, I've only brought one woman home since I was 21 years old. Wow. And the reason is because she said, my mom gangster sometimes. She mm-hmm. was like, "Don't bring another woman home unless you see yourself marrying her." And the reason for that was because mm-hmm. she didn't want to like become attached to a woman. Right. And then like two years later, I'm like, "Nah, mom, I'm done with her." Right. And yeah. so I, I'm very respectful of that because I really want 
whoever I, you know, end up with, I want her to be like a daughter-in-law to my mom, you know? Of course. And I want her to be like a sister to my sister. And so I don't want the women in my life getting attached right. to someone that I don't see for the future, you know? But I'll tell you this story. I went to like a lot of proms. Mm-hmm. And there's one prom I went to was mine. I almost said her name. I brought her home. <laughs> Come on, expose it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I almost said her name. I almost said it. And um, my mom was like, yo, she has to come to church with us. Mm. And I'm like, okay, mom. And so I brought her to church. My mom asked this girl one question. This girl said the dumbest answer ever. My mom was like, so, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? That's a fair question, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, fair. This girl said, mind you, we're in high school. I was about to go to prom, right? This young lady said, I want to marry an NFL player. Oh, <laughs> oh she blew it. Are you joking? I was like, how do you just In the lie? fourth quarter, Can 10 you... yards to go. She blew it. Yes. She, I was like, come on. Like, that Can... was the dumbest. She could have said anything else. Honestly, anything. if you could have answered any more shallow than <laughs> not. Yeah, that was. I mean, you could just speak and just say you're a veterinarian, anything else. But I want to date an NFL player. Oof. Yeah, I was like, come on. But she come come on. Just trying to get it. So did your mom give you shit after that? Oh, yeah, my mom said she looked like a rat. <laughs> That's what we love, an there honest we go. mother. We love an honest mom. So did you think uh, when you were growing up, did you ever think that you were going to be an author? No, never. I honestly didn't think I would even graduate high school. Yeah? Yeah, that's, that's something most people probably wouldn't even think about. But, yeah, I didn't even think I was going to graduate high school, let alone to write a book. To write a book that is not a reality TV personality book. It's yeah. a a full-length book. Right. It's, it's beautiful, quite honestly. I never thought it would happen. You know, I actually almost think that's better because you're really doing it at a place where it's very vulnerable and it's yourself and it's not forced. Yeah. And it, yeah. you're really just showing who you are and showing your life lessons that people can take that actually can gain something from you. You're, you're not trained professionally in this, but I actually think that more people can relate to you on that end. I appreciate that. So if, um, that's, I'm sorry. Sorry, you go ahead. And I was just saying that's one of the cool things about I'm independent. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, no one said put this in a book, put that in a book. It's like I'm going to write in a way that's going to be authentic and help my readers out the absolute most. Absolutely. If your high school self could see what Mike Johnson did today, what do you think he would say? Damn, bro, you're doing it. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So, um, I have a question since you brought up the reality thing, not me. So we're going to talk about it for a second. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to find a smooth segue into it. So, uh, Got it. You're a handsome man. From what you've told us, you've been raised really well. You served in the Air Force. You seem yeah. like the cream of the crop. Okay. So why join a dating show that ends in marriage? Great question. Great question. So... I think I look better in person, by the way. These cameras, they're not doing <laughs> there it for we me. Go. I say but, that uh... too, by the way. I hate photos. But uh, <laughs> I'm picky. Let's be 100 about it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely picky. But then outside of that, like I definitely dated women in San Antonio, uh, dated women around the world. I, I've been on date naps. Mm-hmm. And like I wasn't finding my lady. And so my homeboy was like, try this. You know, it was another opportunity, and I'm not one to shy away from pretty much nothing. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like, we'll see what happens. Did you learn? Now, would I have married that individual right then and there? No, I probably would have did like a 
JoJo Fletcher, right? And, uh, Jordan Rogers. I would have like you know kept dating for it. a bit more. Yeah. 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 Did you learn anything from being in the Air Force and then also being raised by your like all girl household to going into a reality show? Because I know you go from having to court a woman in front of I mean millions of people and then also living in a household full of men and it kind of seems almost a little bit similar in a way that you could probably get some perspective from each side. No, definitely. I learned a lot. Beautiful question. I appreciate it. Um, I was just uh, watching the first episode last night, and I remember I saw one of the guys say, this is like the most stressful thing I've ever been through, and I laughed my ass off, right? Because to <laughs> me, it's like, bro, we on a damn TV show. There's no, there's no danger around us whatsoever. Like, I've been shot at in the civilian life and as well as in the military life, and so to me, I think the military taught me how to handle stress, how to handle alpha males, and how to ultimately do what I need to do, right, and focus in. And then growing up in an all-woman household, I know how to I know how to pick and choose my battles, right? Mm-hmm. And I know how to – I believe I know how to treat a woman extremely well. Mm-hmm. But then with that being said, on the TV show that I was on, I'm definitely going to put somebody in check that is needing to be put in check. Of course. Right. So like when one of the guys would act stupid. I'm like, bro, I'm here for the right reason. I mean, take your ass home. <laughs> of course. Hey, you got to do that. Um, but what yeah. I liked about reading your book is when I initially got it, I thought it was going to be Mike Johnson, ex-Bachelor contestant, uh, writing a book about finding love on the show. But it wasn't that at all, to my surprise. It really wasn't. And it was extremely beautiful and reflective. And uh, again, it's all about self-love and accepting the love you think you deserve. So, Mike... What type of love do you think you deserve? I just got to say thank you so much for that. It's like this is my book is my baby. And like for you to say that means the world to me. No, of course. I think that in a lot of things in life, even Sophie and I can relate. It's really hard to separate. For us, it's like we're constantly under the shadow of our dad. So it's hard to separate and make a name for ourselves. So I see what you're doing and you're executing Mm -hmm. it beautifully. But yeah, I would love to know what type of love you think you deserve. (laughs) You're like, I'm not going to deviate from the question. Yeah, yeah. So like I'm not Um, letting it go. (laughs) <laughs> the type of love that I deserve. Mm-hmm. I want, they say that marriage isn't for you, right? Or love isn't for you. And what they mean by that is if I'm in a relationship with you, my whole thing should be to make you as happy as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. And if two people do that together, then you're going to have a wonderful love. And I, that's how I truly look at it. My job in a relationship is to make my girl feel like she's the baddest. She's the most confident. Mm-hmm. She can do anything she wants to do. Uh, she can tell me anything, whether it's hard or not. And I want that same in return. That's great. What? I'm big on communication. Like, you need to tell me, like, what's up? Like, tell me all the stuff that's good, but all the stuff that's hard, right? Because shame is something that causes disconnection, you know? And I don't want my girl to ever feel like she cannot tell me something. Mm-hmm. I love that. But uh, upon th- further stalking you on Wikipedia <laughs> and such, I read that you are a Capricorn. So I did some further investigation. Capricorn men, what are they about? And Mike, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Apparently you're, know. you're the bad boy when it comes to love. Capricorn <laughs> men, here, this is what it said exactly. You're called out. It said Capricorn men are, 
are labeled as bad boys, although incredibly <laughs> sexy. They will wine and dine you. They probably have their own place to live and will pick up the bill. It sounds pretty good to me. I know. I don't, I don't know, know about that. Is this Wikipedia? <laughs> no, no it, like... is, it is a, an official legitimate astrology <laughs> website. An official astrology website. Yes. I'm, I'm definitely wanting to pick up the bill. I got my own place. Well, I'm about to move in with one of the dudes from the show. Oh, but I got my own place. And, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty damn great when it comes to that. All right. So we have just debunked that myth. <laughs> so I actually, Good one <laughs> I tried. I actually wanted to ask you going back to your book, um, what are small things that you do day to day that make you happy? Because I feel like a lot of people to get some, um, some inspiration or quotes from you, what would things that you do that they can probably pick up that you do day to day that really make you feel better, that make you feel confident? I, uh, I get butt naked, put on my favorite music, get in front of the mirror, and I dance. With your roommate? <laughs> no, I live by myself. Come on, that's, no, that's Well, that's, that's ending when he moves well, in. Well, I don't his know. Roommate. I'm looking at your windows right now. You got some, I feel like you got some peeping Toms next door, maybe. I mean, if I got peeping Toms, they, they need to subscribe Enjoy the to show. OnlyFans. Enjoy the show. OnlyFans. People are making millions of dollars on that. Let's run that back. You starting an OnlyFans? So I do that. There's something that I always do no matter where I'm at, whether I'm a bit nervous, apprehensive, or just I'm feeling myself. I say, I say this, I want y'all to repeat it to yourselves. Well, I say, I'm MFN Mike Johnson, right? So you would say, I'm MFN your name. And that, I say it under my breath, and that just makes me feel like no one can stop me. I you like know, no one, no one can stop me at all. And then I do a Every single day, like multiple times throughout the day. Oh, let's do that. One, two, three. Woo! I love that. Okay, so where do you see yourself in five years? Do you think this is going to be your only book? Do you think you're going to publish another book? What's next for you? No, in five years, uh, I definitely have my lady. Uh, Aww. I will will be on my, my, my second book will be about to be released. My second book, I already have the title for it. Oh, amazing. It is... It's gonna tell be us? Do you want to tell us? Can't say it yet. I am working on two other media streams of loving yourself and letting go of insecurities, and so they're going to be pretty dope in other avenues. And I'm going to be top three uh, keynote speakers in America. I love this vision, and I love you're definitely going to get there. Do if you I- manifest your your goals? I absolutely. Do. Do you write them down or do you do you visualize them? How do you manifest? Uh, it started off when I was in high was, No, it started off when I was about to join the military because I couldn't run for crap. And, you know, you got to, like, pass the test mm-hmm. and stuff. And so I, I would write my goals down, manifest them on the bathroom mirror, on the uh, on my in my car, on, like, the where you, your horn bumps, that thing right there mm-hmm. in the yep. middle of the car, and then on the microwave. Those are three things I see every single day, right? That's great. So I'll, I'll put them there. Um, now I have three blackboards that I that are right there in front of my bed, and I look at them and read them every single day. We love that because Christine and I actually we made a vision board um, in the beginning of 2020. I mean, obviously it didn't really turn out the way we I wanted. Have to say, it to none be. of my visions came true. <laughs> Nothing came true. But, but we're hey, hoping... this, is, this is a peculiar year, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were really adamant about like finding boyfriends and getting a great job and all this stuff happening. But yeah, yeah, we're stuck in our house. Gotcha. <laughs> well, thank uh, no, you. I feel that. Thank well, you I gotta so say something much. real quick oh, yeah, about go for that, it. if I can. Um, so I throw a vision board party every year. Uh, it's pretty dope. I don't think 
no one has even heard of a vision board party, right? No. So I bring, it's like a grown and sexy event, you know, come out. I have all the magazines. I have everything there. And then the, the goal is for you to meet somebody to become friends with. And like, they're kind of like an accountability buddy. Oh. And then like six months later, you know, I'll bring everybody back in, you know, you might bring a, a plus one. And we, uh, we talk about the old vision board, see where we are on that. Wow. And, they create a new party. and it's just like, it bridges people together. So I think I love, well, I love that y'all do that. Yeah, but I, well, it's beautiful because I know I did that with my sister and I did it with two other friends and it kind of was a really nice meditative bonding moment. And it kind yeah. of put into perspective, even if nothing really came true at this moment, it showed you what you really truly want now Correct. or what you want Correct. in the future. And so it actually is pretty inspiring. So I think that is an, a beautiful way to get people together. In, in the That's the only interest. party I'm trying to pregame for is a vision party. So, so let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for coming on. Make sure you guys pick up his book, Making the Love You Want, out October 2nd. You will not regret it. You will not regret it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Meal plans include paleo, plant-powered, keto, and balanced living. It's easy to eat well and discover new recipes every week that you'll love to cook. They literally do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week. Not to mention the ingredients also come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped. Sophia and I love to blast music in the kitchen and whip us up a delicious meal, knowing that what we are putting in our body is high quality ingredients. So if you want to get in on this deal, be sure to use code UNWAXED80 to get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Go to greenchef.com slash unwaxed80 to redeem and for more details. That's code unwaxed80 to get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. So make sure you guys go to greenchef.com slash unwaxed80 to redeem and get more details there. Woo! New York City. Okay, so appeared on season 23's Bachelor, Colton Season, and season 6 in Bachelor in Paradise. I'm already in love with this girl. She is so bubbly, so kind, so confident. 25 from Texas. This is Demi. Hello. Honestly, I've actually right off the bat you are so fun like you're so open Aww. you're so ca- you're so yeah because we only awesome. know you from tv so we've only yeah. seen you from the show and the fact that you are exactly that in person just makes my heart so happy oh my god thank and you you know what the best part i was just saying to Sistine, i wanted to bring this up and this is now making me love you more is I saw that you were on WWE. Yes. Holy we fucking love WWE. shit. No way. Oh, obsessed. No, obsessed. We, we actually talked about this in the episode, how we were like obsessed with The Undertaker, Triple H, like growing up, that was our oh, thing. I love it too. And you were literally getting escorted out with like a chicken wing or chicken leg or whatever. <laughs> Wait, what, can you that? Yeah, tell your storyline a little bit? Um, So I've always been like a huge fan of WWE. Yeah. I haven't watched it very much in the past couple years just because I've been so busy with like Bachelor stuff right. and I haven't been able to keep up as much as I used to but uh, even on my ABC bio it says like on the bottom of it it's like is a huge fan of the WWE and so I got um, I got an Instagram DM that I didn't even see but they also emailed me and my agent saw it and he was like hey are you interested in doing WWE blah 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 and I was like hell yes (laughs) are you kidding me I've always wanted to do that and so the I've been on it now for like maybe the past month 
and it's been like me just kind of backstage like doing little things right and then this week they moved to an actual arena so I they saw were at that the, yeah they're at the thunderdome that's awesome and i got to walk down the ramp <laughs> and like do a, like I always imagine walking down the ramp to my own, like, right. by myself. But still, like, I was, like, walking out with some dude. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. <laughs> Wait, how is this setting up? Because I saw that they're doing, like, the virtual it's audience. It's a Zoom audience, how does yeah. it, right? It, how does it looks, look in person? Does it, is it a green screen or something? No. Or? it. You see all the people. It looks like a what? giant Zoom call. It's the weirdest thing. Wow. It's crazy. Insane, because I didn't know how they were doing that because I saw that some soccer games and basketball games. I'm like, Yeah, oh, they're doing different. it with, like, a lot of different sports now. Yeah. And it looks... It looks so crazy. Like, I remember I was, like, in my room, and there was, like, a net over, like, the outgoing of my room, like, yeah. the balcony kind of of the room I was in that looked into the arena. Mm-hmm. And I saw all these things, and I was like, are those people out there? And then I, like, peeked my head out, and I was like, oh, my God, no, those are, like, Zoom callers. That's so That's awesome. Oh, I, we should join the next Zoom call. When oh, it comes we're to doing it. it. Next time if you're, you're on, on it, we're going to come up. We're like, hey. It was was so incredible. I was so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm walking out on the ramp. We've been That's a big deal. Was that entrance scarier for you than walking out of the limo in The Bachelor? No, no way. Because, like, I had at least had some experience at this point to, like, really nerve-wracking situations where I could just be like, put the nerves away and just, like, do it. It's not a big deal. Whereas whenever I got out of the limo, I, like, blacked out. (laughs) I don't blame you. I mean, we've done things where we had to, like, walk on a runway. I just, and I'm not a model or anything, and you just black out, and you don't remember anything that entire minute that it happened. And then you're like, did I screw up? I'm not really sure. I always ask someone, I'm like, did I fuck that up for everyone? (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) You're like, I'm not going to see this till much later, so So if I did, like, fuck me, then I have to redeem myself. So we're not just saying this to blow smoke up your ass, but... Please, (laughs) blow smoke up my ass. Okay, we got it. (laughs) Um, But you really were our favorite to watch on Mm -hmm. Colton season because you were so real and authentic and just 100% Demi, which was so much fun because I feel like, you know, it's so easy when you go on a reality TV show that people alter who they are just for stage appearance or blah, 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 whatever. So... I mean, we can get into a little bit about, like, your current relationship status, but that's not really what I wanted to talk to you about. So what yeah. made you want to sign up for the show? Um, I think I was just, like, wine drunk one night, and I just was watching I it with my friend, and I just it. applied, and I never thought anything of it. And then I randomly got the call. Like, I was at work when I got this call, and it was from an L.A. number, and I was like, I have no idea who this could be, but it's from L.A. I am answering it. Because I'm from, like, a small little town. Yeah, why town. not? Yeah, I was like, this has to be something good. And it was the Bachelor people. And I walked in and I was like, y'all won't believe what just happened. (laughs) So you get the call. What does the audition process look like for the show? Um, So I got the call and then they had me do a, uh, they had me send in more photos and fill out a huge application and then a video. Mm -hmm. So I made a video and the video was a bunch of like random clips that I like put together and it was really stupid but the best part about it was that I somehow ruined the audio I don't know how I did it no so the whole time I'm talking like this no I'm like hi my name is Demi oh my god and I just sent it to them and I said sorry I can't fix it there's like like, she has such a sexy deep voice just take it this is all I can you come in you're like hi I was like hopefully uh there's an audio guy on set that can like fix this audio because I have no idea what I did wrong um and then after that uh 
I got called to like a casting call in Dallas. So I went right. there. They called me into a room. It was like my first interview. They like mic you up. They have a camera and a couple people sitting there. And you, they basically like asked you a few questions. And I was like, I'm going to lay it all out there. They're right. Gonna, and so I laid it all out there for them. And I walked out of the room. They were like, thank you. We'll let you know if you want to move forward. Yeah. Walked out of the room. I'm halfway down the hallway. They come busting out of the door. Demi. We want to move forward with you. No, no way. Yeah. It's like a movie. Just slamming I, open. <laughs> it was incredible. I was like, uh-huh. I know you She's do. like, I knew it. I knew Did it. Did you know right off the bat by being so vulnerable and being open about who you were and like your background and who your personality was, was going to be the thing that was going to catch the most? Yeah, I kind of felt like it. And also, like, the fact that, like, my mom was in prison at the time. I was right. like, this is going to be great for them. They're going to run with this. Were you worried about that at all? Or were you just very much, this is who I am and people are going to relate to this? Or Definitely worried about it because I didn't want to, uh, like, I whenever my mom called me, I was like, hey, like, I'm doing The Bachelor. Like, mm-hmm. or at least I'm, like, in the casting process. And I want to know if you're okay with me talking about your situation and stuff right. like that. And she was cool with everything. But it's still, it's like... I don't know, kind of embarrassing and stuff, but... I know, there are some things that, I mean, I definitely, even just starting this podcast, like, I'm reserved to talk about, and I'm like, I don't know if I want people to know this, but at the same time, it's like, this is who I am, and it could be embarrassing, and it could be kind of goofy, but there's going to be that person out there that's going, you know what, thank God for her being like that, because now I can feel like I can do that, and so it's just one of those things where you have to get comfortable with yourself and kind of, you know, not give a fuck, because honestly, at the end of the day, like, no one really cares as much as you care about it like everyone has their own lives going on too. and that's exactly what you did on the show yeah. was not give a fuck and that <laughs> i love that attitude i think we could definitely mm-hmm. take a page out of your book and the fact that you did that definitely showed, like pissed the other girls off um but you didn't <laughs> let their side comments i would have loved it if i, I know time, like, i mean like you bitch. didn't you never <laughs> let like your side their side comments get under your skin you kind of just like dusted it off your shoulder so Speaking about you pulling Colton aside and just like the whole episode of like, I think it's kind of a whole thing of you have to get to know someone, flirt with someone. Do you have any flirting techniques or tricks that you used to do on the show or just now in general that That work that work? Because I know Sistine and I were teach me everything, you know, (laughs) um, flirting techniques. uh, You just like, you know, you tilt your chin down and you give them like these big eyes. Do it in the camera. Oh, my God. She's so cute. I want to go out with you. (laughs) And then you, you look away. See, you, that's it. You and guys. then, you, like, you look back again, and you, like, do the same thing. Sometimes they do a little, like, tongue out. Like, <gasps> Everyone that's... at home is shitting their pants right now. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You, that's good. Demi! Yeah, you just have to play it. Like, guys are dumb, okay? It's an energy <laughs> thing, though. It is. You have to give off this thing, like... I don't need you. I might want you, but you guys love confident girls. They do. I have found that. No guy wants to be with an insecure girl. So I'm all about faking it till I make it because I'm, you know, not 100% confident. So do you find that when you're dating someone, that confidence helps you or hurts you sometimes? Um... I think that confidence always pretty much helps me. Mm -hmm. Um... Sometimes it can be overbearing, but I don't think that people, like, receive it that way. Like, if – I think all humans are attracted to confidence because it's, like – like, I dated somebody who was a piece of shit person, but I was so interested in them and continued to be because they Mm -hmm. were just so confident in who they were. And they were just, like, owning everything they did, even if it was the stupidest shit in the Mm -hmm. world. Like, they still were just owning it, and I was like – 
God, I love that. I love that somebody yeah. like is not phased and worried about what other people are going to think. They're just going to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. And that's what we all kind of like want to have. We all want to be that person who just does whatever we want to do. So I think confidence is definitely more attractive. It's than, a plus. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of guys, though, sometimes with confidence, they can get intimidated by it because maybe they just don't have enough confidence themselves. But I definitely can see where... I've gone out with guys where I'm like, I you may be like probably the worst person. Well, to go I think out that with, there's but... different types of confidence. You know, there's like a, a sexual confidence. There's a a confidence in your job with career, what you do. There's a confidence in, you know, the way you walk. So, what would you describe your confidence as? Um, definitely a sexual confidence. Like mm-hmm. I know that I'm like. I'm very confident with like, my, like, sexuality and, like, you know, sex life. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very good at all of that. Like, I will. We're going to need to talk <laughs> after bu- this. I will put some people <laughs> on their hands and knees begging for there it. There we go, Debbie. <laughs> but, by the way, you don't even need to act. If you yourself don't believe you are like that, thinking that and acting like that really does help the whole way. Yeah. Right? Like, if you are insecure about, like, you know, yourself, like, in the bedroom and, like, having sex with somebody or something, if you're insecure about it, you're going to underperform and then you're going to, like, it's going to make it worse and worse and, like, your mm-hmm. head, like, being in your head. If you're, like, I'm a bad bitch and I'm going to ride this or I'm going to Seriously. be the hottest woman in the bedroom they've ever seen, if you just tell yourself that enough times, you'll believe it. And then right. all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're like, oh, my God, that was the greatest sex of my life. And I've had so That's many, really good yeah. advice. And I've me. had so many of my girlfriends say when they're in the bedroom, they're like, oh, I don't I think too much about it. like I want to look hot. I want to feel like think they think I'm hot. But then you realize it's not enjoyable for you. It's really probably not enjoyable for them, because once you yeah. actually believe this is hot, I feel hot, I'm sexy, I'm confident then the experience is going to be 10 times better. But people don't understand that. It's like, you yeah. don't have to you don't have to perform for this person. It's like, perform for yourself. Like, have a yeah. mirror next to you go, exactly. hey. Like, yes. <laughs> exactly. You have to tell yourself, like, this is about me. Like, this is yeah. about how I'm feeling during this. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm going to be as nasty as I want. And I'm going to feel you. as good as I want to feel. Mm-hmm. And then you actually start enjoying it instead of just, like, faking orgasms and pretending like it's fun and just feeling insecure the whole time. Because then you're going to condition yourself to actually believe that, like, you can't can't get an orgasm or you can't do that while in the bedroom mm-hmm. it's like yeah. you have to actually want it believe it and then yeah. it actually will come and the guy will make sure the guy is actually doing it for you exactly. or the girl like who what what would you say like speaking of relationships what would you say are signs where you should probably get out because i know that there's a lot of girls that probably or guys that go out with these people that they're kind of toxic or there's little things that they do here and there that aren't probably benefiting from you and they could either be like a momentary thing where they're going through something or the difference of it actually being a problem like what would you say that the small things that you've noticed where you should probably move on i i think that a lot of it comes from the gut feeling Mm -hmm. the intuition i feel like women's intuition is very on point a hundred percent because every time i've ever had an inkling that something was up something has always been up every time every time every time so i think you listen to your gut because your instincts know and also there's definitely signs like if your partner is liking a bunch of like hot half naked women on instagram that something's up like that's that's not cool Mm -hmm. like they don't know them they're flirting with them essentially so like that's a big red flag um, especially if you bring up a problem that you have to the partner and the partner makes you feel like an idiot and yeah. doesn't make you feel reassured because if I yeah. like, you know, whenever I'm loyal to someone and I love somebody, 
and they have a problem with something, mm-hmm. I'm here to make them feel so reassured. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, let me clear the air. Like, right. I'm, I will fix whatever you need me to fix. Like, I want you to be comfortable. Yeah. So if I'm not getting that return, I'm like, something's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mainly that intuition, that gut feeling. Like we know, women know. Yeah. Women always know. Mm-hmm. We know. Men even, don't. Men never know. But even when you tell your, your friends are telling you like you need to get out of this, and you know deep in your core this person is not. For well, it's you. so much easier said than done. You know, it it's, is. It, we it never really is. love is blind. Love is blind, and I'm so bad at practicing what I preach. Oh, yeah. me too. You know? Oh, me too, for sure. It's tough. We're talking about having all this confidence, but definitely we have our off days where we're definitely not being the person we want to be especially with the guy or girl we're going out with or with our friends or like with ourselves i mean we're human we're not one thing like yeah we're not we're not one-dimensional there's there's days that go up and down and i think that that's kind of the point of like i like having my off days though because it kind of reminds me okay like i've had that shit time i'm learning something from this and i can move forward with it and i can grow from the next relationship or like now i know what i actually want for myself and others yeah yeah it's like you know you have days where you're like i'm a bad bitch and then i have a day where i'm like i'm a sad bitch yes (laughs) and then i'm like okay next day tomorrow i'm gonna be a bad bitch again and then it's a cycle well do you want to put your plug where people can find you yes so you can find me on instagram at demi underscore not underscore lovato and then on twitter at demi underscore burnett and my podcast is called Big Demi Energy, and you should definitely check it out because it's pretty much a lot like this talk right here. Perfect. Yeah, we're going to continue the conversation on her show. Ooh. From all of us here at the show, thanks for staying unwaxed. No! Be sure to download new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or PodcastOne.com. Follow your hosts at Sophia Stallone and at Sistine Stallone. And be sure to follow the show at Unwax Podcast. Your producer is Will Sterling. We'll see you next week. Start the new year right during the Xfinity Hello 2021 sales event. For a limited time, get Xfinity Internet and Mobile together for only $35 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement. And mobile with our one-gig wireless data option. Plus, get $250 back. This sale ends soon, so visit Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Internet offer requires paperless billing and auto pay. Ends 111.21. Restrictions apply. New performance starter plus internet customers only. Equipment taxes, regulatory recovery, and other fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply.